Santam from the football XAJ. Man mistake with a pen like JK. True say I ain't really a drinker, but I got love for Welcome to the No Cap Podcast, episode 12. We exist. I'm your host, William Lou. I'm Will Lou's editor. Well, Arun. And Sasha. I'm a guy, Will Lou, met outside on the street. Uh, thank you for letting me in the building. I'm happy happy to be here. Yeah, uh, it was, uh, I don't know, man. Raptors, Hawks, it really just threw me into a loop. Shit got real uh, intense at the end of that game. <laughs> Mid- midday games are pretty great, though. I'll say yeah. that. Just like a novelty. Like A lot of people are like, why doesn't it happen more often? I'm like, no, like one, two, thirty game a year is just about right. Yeah, no, it's it's real sloppy, man. It is what it is. Um, but, you know. Shout out the Raptors. Shout out Norm Powell. Shout out Norm Powell. Yeah, this is not going to be a Raptors podcast <laughs> necessarily. But um, yeah, we're, first off, let's start with this. Where have we been? Because it's been like a month at least. The last time we did a podcast was the Mike Babcock emergency. Um, so the Leafs have like had like, feels like they've had like three or four seasons since. Yeah. Um, since then, well, what happened? Like the holiday break happened. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you been up to? New Year's happened. What have I been up to? Um, I've just been, you know, I, I mean, I, I was working throughout the holidays. I've really just been just like working, honestly, man. Um, I don't really go out as often as I like, and I know that sounds like I'm saying like it's a bad thing, but you mm-hmm. know, long time fans of Rude know it's probably the best thing for me. Um, I'm having a ball, but I've just been, yeah, busy working, keeping on the sports calendar, you know, just checking my family, um, taking care of my brain, nothing too crazy, but having a blast. Sash, what about you? Man, I, uh. A lot of the same. I did some traveling. Was in California in December for Christmas through a uh, through a New Year's party. But I think the best thing that I have going on in my life right now is I bought an Instant Pot re- recently. Yes. I don't know if you guys have yes. Instant Pots or if you've used Instant Pots before, but it has changed my life. The only Instant Pot I use is the government weed, but... Jeez. Is it instant, though? I hear those OCS shipping delays are... Uh... No, I just pull up to the store. But even then, I don't like going to the store. The right. Shit, shit's trash. I mean... Where are yeah. you going? Like, what what store? So I'm gonna like reda- so for my good shit I can't say redacted, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but from the government I just go to like Nova and it's fine. It actually is like more potent than I thought, but it tastes terrible. That's so. the one on Queen. Yeah, yeah. I see a line about there all the time. Yeah, the rollout should be better. I mean, I was saying this is like if you like you know drink, but you couldn't get like your premium drinks. Yeah, and they're like you can only get like this stuff. It would drive me insane. So you're smoking Budweiser, basically? The government is like Budweiser, but I still got my, like, Moe Shandon type shit, okay. too. Okay. Right. Okay. But, uh, but, you know, back in the day when Prohibition was lifted, I'm sure it wasn't a smooth rollout. So, hey. Yeah, fair enough. In in due time, you know? Look at um, look at Big Cannabis here. Just, just standing, <laughs> for big cannabis. standing for the interview. I'm standing just saying, um, you know, Instant Pots, they're really good. You can make anything in them. Mm-hmm. You can make one pot meals. You can make rice. I made a like pasta dish in it the other day. I'm oh. sorry to all the Italians listening, but it turned out amazing. That is sacrilegious, man. It is very sacrilegious wow. to do pasta in an instant pot, but it was great. It's, okay. it's honestly, it's, it's really improved my life because I'm eating at home more. I'm trying out new recipes mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm becoming a better cook. Get this. I tried Indian food for the first time. Oh shit. I've never attempted to cook Indian food. I've always been like, you know what? That's for my family. That's for my mom. That's for my grandmother. But you know, I've I've always kind of been intimidated by it. Like I yeah, can't okay. try to cook this thing because I'll never be as good at it as my parents. Yeah. But I went home a couple weekends ago. My mom, you know, passed down some recipes to me, 
And uh, I'm not think, saying man? it's better, but like, you know, for a first try, it was pretty good. What'd you make? Man, I made, so I made uh, two different types of dal. Okay. I made a sog dish. I did two different types of chicken curry. Holy and I did okay, a beef so you went in. I did go what? in. Yo, I thought you were going to be like, uh, I made butter chicken. Uh. Nah, man. I froze. I even like pre-prepped. Like I, I bought like a, a food grinder or a food chopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I pre-chopped up all my ginger, garlic, right. and onions. And then I froze them into these little like hockey puck size things okay. that I then keep in the freezer. So anytime I'm starting to cook an Indian dish, yeah. I throw that in and it's like your base masala from which right, right. to like build flavors on. Damn. That's me though. How have, uh, oh, you guys are 30 <laughs> as fuck, man. I'm 31 as fuck. There's a number behind it and I'm loving life. There you go. I went back and listened to the old Defeated podcast. Uh-huh. I don't even recognize that dude. Deleted? Deleted. That's right. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't okay. know her. Uh, I don't know her. Like, I don't even recognize that same guy who was like, yo, I just had like a 64-point night fucking drinking for the 18th yeah. day in a row. Like, like, what was I saying, man? You're proud of your accomplishments. I'm proud of my accomplishments no, now. room grew up, man. Good. I grew up. Yeah. Speaking my, of uh, accomplishments, Will. Yeah. Sunday. You put up, uh, some, you put up <laughs> some stats. It's oh, on yeah. video. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, uh, big thanks to Alex Wong for uh, not having a life. And, Did he just uh, show up to just yes. take videos and just talk shit the entire time? 10 a.m., really this guy shows up, and, you know, he's wearing, like, uh, he looked like Corella DeVille with, <laughs> <laughs> with his jacket on. Yo. It was really, like, a very luxurious Corella DeVille jacket, and he was holding his iPhone, his new iPhone that he finally got because he had an old one before with, like, a battery pack at the end. Looking mad old. And, uh, yeah, I decided to take a bunch of video. To be honest, he has a lot more incriminating footage than what is out there. He right. actually put together. Those are actual highlights. Even though Those look, are highlights. Those are highlights. All right. So, in the course of this tournament, which, by the way, I got to say, big shout out to um, Assad. Big shout out to Drew. Big shout out to Sahal. Those guys actually, like, actually play basketball and they're good. So, I can hoop for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bro, his, 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 his friend Drew, like, you know. No, he's he's what you you play with you, you played against him last year. Yeah, he's like a five eight Indian point guard and throws up a three every single shot. Although he was taken to the rim a couple of times. Anyway, whatever. Those guys can actually play. I am mostly a general manager. Right. I'm like Draymond. I'm there to give six hard fouls, kick someone in the dick, talk shit, and then you know most importantly, after losses, I go in the parking lot and I call for new reinforcements. <laughs> So, um, no, yeah, I mean, you hit we, that floater. I saw that so, one floater. So listen, like I, I, I maybe scored four points in the span of five games. Okay. I've been trying to figure out who won this fucking thing because it seems like you guys all beat each other. Uh, we actually went, we went four and two in the tournament, which is not bad at all. We lost twice to the same team. Are the Arkells? Can the Arkells hoop? They can hoop, uh, man. They I, can actually hoop. Yeah. No, one, we look terrible in their highlight video. Dude, that one guy posted like, yeah, the yeah. if you haven't seen it, it's like the Arkells playing it to the tune of basketball. Yeah. And then this guy's playing with this like Bob Pettit ass game, you know, hitting these <laughs> fucking like 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 a move that looks like a Euro step before the Euro yeah, step yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just blowing past you guys. Damn, the New England step. They were hitting us with the New, <laughs> New England. New England step. <laughs> Jeez. No, but no, it, we look terrible. And honestly, um, the Arkells are a pretty big deal, especially because you know I went to Hamilton, and I went to I went to Mac. Um, yeah. So like the Arkells, like they formed. While there were students at Mac, like they lived on the street, Arkell, Arkell Street, and right. that's that's why they're the band ah, name. Gotcha. And so they're like a big deal. I've seen them in Welcome Week and stuff like that. So it's like pretty surreal. And then one of my buddies, who I was just the best man for at his wedding, he texted me last night. He's like, "Bro, did you play basketball with the Arkells?" And I was like, "Yeah." So like 
it has reached a lot of people. And, and literally in all those clips, I'm playing no defense. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm wearing, like, I'm wearing purple with red. You got lost and in Steph the pick Curry and roll zone. coverage on that one. Uh, that one. You're out at sea. Bro, I played no defense I, um, ben, throughout so this whole tournament. I was 2019 Draymond. I was 2020 Draymond. I was not peak 2016 Draymond. So multiple sources from multiple teams <laughs> describe the referee as a waste man. Yeah. No, because they couldn't figure out the and one call. Like, we were playing ones and twos, but then on an and one situation, just the, the call is supposed to be you get the one, uh, and then um, the foul goes towards your foul limit of five. After five, you get you shoot free throws. On the fifth foul, you shoot free throws. But it's not supposed to be you get the ball and you get the basket. Um, but, yeah, he screwed that up a couple times. And that's honestly – you probably got it from Reynolds, right? Yeah, Reynolds' team straight up lost. I have more than one source. Oh, wow. I am a – I'm not going to give up my sources. Wow. Shams Srinivasan. I was going to say. But, yeah, yeah multiple sources from multiple teams. Uh, two guys who don't really talk to each other all that often, both without prompt describe the referee as a waste man. So. Was one of them Michael Chandler. I don't reveal my sources like this. What wow. do you think this is, guy? This guy's a I'm fortress. not the New York Times editorial board, sus ass. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, no. But um, who yeah. won the tournament? I was struggling to this find like, that out. I, I, that's I, how we just started this whole discussion. Well, I mean, this is the this is the nature of cloud because we basically decided we won the tournament, right? Uh, and we can say that because we, you know, have like actual clout. But no, I mean, when Wait, we when we left, there was a there's a team of white guys who could dunk, so they were playing real well and they could play. And then there's another team that was good overall they had this asian guy who in triple overtime like stole the ball and they hit a hit a three which is a two uh I, and tied the game but i imagine steve from pumpkin hoop fan of the show uh, and you want to talk about clout well, more, we, well, I mean, more clout than probably all you guys for us call it i mean we, we we did beat that yeah. team I'll say that we'll say that much there you go okay we there beat that go. team and on the last second i got a stop i mean it i didn't even really get a stop. i was guarding the guy who shot the ball I wouldn't say I forced him to a stop, but he did miss a shot. And after the time ran out, I went over to the sideline and I kicked the chair in celebration. Wow. So, yeah. So no, I was hyped. And then wow. I walked around in a circle for 10 minutes trying, <laughs> trying to let off. So mor- I'm really Draymond. The moral story is, you know, all sports media and pop punk are winners. Sure. Yeah. You know Except for Blake Murphy's team. Mo Salah. Oh, man. It hurts. It hurts. So, yeah, man. Dude, what the fuck? Liverpool's the best team in the world. You can't even yeah. like you can't even like qualify it. They clearly are. Like, bro, I've been trying to tell you this for many many years, and before I was lying, but this year I really for many years you were fucking lying, guy. Like, yo, yeah. it's crazy. Um, what did I say? That I, I I'm pretty sure in one of these episodes I said they were going to win Champions League and the league this year. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but the, yeah, you know what? It's crazy because I think I think it was Zito who like tweeted this like about a month ago. How about 18 months ago there was this idea that Manchester City was like too good for the league. And how that not only has been flipped, like yeah. the idea that any teams do good for the league, but now there is another team that exists in that space that is like the best team in Europe, clearly, like this is Liverpool. Honestly, this is something I feel like this is one of my pet peeves with like sports discourse in general. We always talk about whatever is in the moment is like, this is the best of all time. It's going to stay this way forever. And it's like, it's not. I mean, for City, it's, it's, they have, they have, they have real injuries, man. Like every single game, it's, it's Fernandinho playing center back. Like they just they just drew the Crystal Palace and like one like the second goal was an own goal because Fernandinho is covering back and then he ends up scoring and it's like just I mean if Liverpool didn't have Virgil Van Dijk they're not gonna like win the league. I think I've, I think I've said this you before I mean? on previous episodes, but like it hurts me because you know Sasha and I as long as we've been friends mm-hmm. for the vast majority of our friendship like Liverpool has been a super swagless club. Yeah, and it fucking hurts me not only that you guys are good but they're cool too. Like, Jurgen Klopp might be one of the coolest people in the world, period. Not even sports. Like, 
<laughs> you know. Keep going. Keep going. He's keep on going. my like Barbara Walters most interesting wow. list. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, no, seriously, he is. And like, uh, it's it's like almost like runs like antithetical to what you believe Liverpool to be, but they're fun and they're yeah. like, upbeat. And like, I watched the you know the most random Liverpool game I watched. I watched the FIFA uh, Club World Cup final. Oh God. Okay. And they that was not a fun game to watch. They weren't. It was an ugly game, but yeah. they still they still won. Yeah, I think what Bobby Firmino scored. So yeah, no, they've also had an so. incredible amount of luck. That's the thing. I'm, I'm, I, I got to be honest about it. We've had a number of just late equalizers, late goals, things like that, uh, penalty calls, VAR situation. Everything's working right, and that's when you know you're a team of destiny. Someone needs some Premier League PDO like stat or something. That's what happens when you're winning, though. Like yeah. when you're on that run, like yeah. luck does go your way. Like Lord knows, I had that for years with United, where it's like, yeah. oh, stoppage time, we'll score a winner. Oh, like we're, we haven't played well, but mm-hmm. like we'll find a way. And it's like when you have that feeling of inevitability, like yeah. does Liverpool ever feel like, oh, like we're not going to win this match or we're not going to salvage a result here? They're inevitable. Like yeah. they're, I don't know how. That's a crazy place to get to, man. I don't know how you deal with it, too. I'm cu- what I'm curious to see is, I-, I think, like, I mean, like, I don't know if you still think that it could possibly be jinxed, but, like, let's yeah. say it, they're going to be the champions this year. Yeah. But beyond I'm actually this okay year, with that now, to be honest. Beyond oh. this year. Yeah. I'm so curious for how this team evolves, how they add to it. Yeah. How they fine-tune it. Because, like, you're that sweet spot right now where that entire front three, they're all in their primes. Yep. All in their primes. Yep. Van Dyke in his prime. Yep. Robertson, Alexander Arnold, they're a bit younger, but like yeah. everyone is like in terms of like the years you want to have a player in their primes. Yeah. How do you add to that? And it would be really curious to see do they maybe cash in on someone in that front three? And not right yeah. now, but in a couple of years to kind of fund that next wave. Because the thing that Liverpool's done that's impressed me the most is mm-hmm. they're the most sensibly run club out yeah. of all these big clubs. They're, they're scouting their transfer strategy. They're coaching, obviously, with Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Their direction. Like, everything about the club is sensible. Yeah. So, I'm just curious to see how this evolves. Because up until this point, they've gotten every decision right. They haven't made a bad transfer in, like, two years. No, it's it's yeah. it's been amazing. Even like, the you, sales. Yeah, the, the sales is the crazy. Like, Coutinho is the prime example. You sell him to Barcelona for 200 mil. Um, and then you use that money immediately to fix up your defense. And you get Allison, and you get Van Dyke, and that doesn't even necessarily cover the whole cost of the sale. Like you're still profiting off of all that when you think about it. And I mean, I don't know though. This is the thing when, when you're just like well run, like it's success kind of almost breeds success in a way, right? Like you mm-hmm. make the right purchase, you make the right buy. Like the players are going to be able to like like for example, what they bought. I I don't even remember what the fee was for for Mane or for Salah or whatever. Like whoever they end up, if they end up ever selling those guys for Van Dyke, it was what like twenty five mil. No, no, Van Dyke was, was Van Dyke was like eighty. Yeah, Van Dyke was, was really Van Dyke eighty million from 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 himself. He was the most yeah. expensive defender ever before. My well, boy Harry well, Maguire. Well, your boy <laughs> on that corner. Well then, money well spent. But yeah, I thought it was way less. Allison than that. was the most expensive keeper. Like they yeah. they broke records, but like yeah. doesn't matter. Like that's still why yeah. that's why still they, a cheap why, signing why based on the results. Off of Van Dyke. I don't know. Anyways, no, but, no, 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 no. There was a big there was a big chase for him. But like yeah. for all for the other guys, like if they ever decide to sell someone like that, like you know, like you're probably gonna make ten times the value, and that's where you're gonna like keep money in the club. I, the the one thing that's weird with Liverpool is like their success is kind of revolutionary in a way because so many of the recent teams that have been so successful have been like oil giant teams. Yep. You know what I mean? Right. Like not, not saying that's the whole success, but a lot of it has been money, whether it's with Chelsea, whether it's with City, even with, you know, with Barca and stuff like that. Like it, it's a little bit more unique to have a team like uh, Liverpool where 
it's not the ownership group isn't excessively wealthy. And people oh, used to come joke, on. John Henry's made of no, money, guys. Right, come but on. compared to like PSG and City yeah. and it, it's just a different scale. And the thing is like even the Glazers. Yo, especially. But, John, uh, I, I feel like John Henry might be richer than the Glazers, but he, no, probably. He, he is mad rich. But yeah. honestly, a lot of that is like because he owns Liverpool and because of the way he also owns Liverpool. the Boston Red Sox. That too. But right, people yeah. used to make jokes about like, oh, they sold Coutinho so like the Red Sox can go like extend like Jackie Bradley Jr. like or cheat with Joey Cora and blow up all baseball. Sorry, the yeah. obvious exception to all these things about success breeding success are like the Houston Astros and Boston Red Sox. All right, that ends our baseball talk for today. Yeah. Uh, bro, no, baseball yeah. is baseball yeah. deserves its own topic. Honestly, baseball has been incredible. But we don't need to talk about. That. I'm just saying, like, like you know, you talk about how success begets success. I agree with that. The only time, the, the, but the obvious examples are like the Houston Astros and Boston Red Sox who just got caught for cheating, yeah, and have lost like all credibility in that regard. It's wild, man. If we, I mean, if we had someone to talk baseball more, sure, but it's crazy how rampant that cheating scandal is. But that mm-hmm. those are the only obvious exceptions. I do agree that success further begets yeah. success. So, and like you know, they're buying guys like Minamino, you know, who everything I'm, I'm, seems I'm so sensible. About. It's so sensible. It's actually yeah. it makes me sick. I'm so envious. And like, yeah, no, uh, eighteen mil, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what? You know what's going to make Sasha and I were talking about this the other day when we went to lunch, and yeah. <clears throat> you know the real way you could tell if like a team's like succeeding is often when you just watch sports with the kids. Yeah, like I watched like uh, like the opening weekend of the Premier League with my nephews, mm-hmm. and they were hyped to watch Liverpool. And I'm thinking like someone our age would be like, whatever, man, it's Liverpool. You know, they're a good team, but like you know they've been wow. there's been a decade of being swagless. But these kids are like, yo, Saudi money, like they're, they're like pumped yeah, yeah, yeah. because yo, they're, they're some they've known they haven't known a world in which Liverpool hasn't been like the best team in the world. Put some respect on Charlie Adam and Andy Carroll <laughs> and Stuart Downing. And you're not even seeing this with a straight entire, face. That entire team that Suarez was racist and they all defended racism. We, ra- we haven't forgotten. We haven't forgotten. <laughs> he is he is definitely the problematic <laughs> favorite. I can't even lie. You know, honestly, even when you bought back on some of those highlights of Suarez, it's just like, bro, this guy was like straight up the. I mean, he was the best striker in the Premier League, at least. He's the he was a player in the Premier he League. He was the best yeah, player. By yeah. far. Like, he was cr- it was crazy some of those goals. And so people excuse racism, you know. But, like, I think a lot of Liverpool's, even, like, their improvement, like, has to come down to coaching. Like, I know, yeah, obviously, yeah. it says, it goes without saying Jurgen Klopp's a top two manager in the world. But, like, take Firmino, for example. Like, he was signed under yeah. Rodgers. He was looking like a bust. That yeah. first season, he was playing out in the wing. They hadn't moved him to striker yet. Yeah. And they were like, why did we sign this guy from Hoffenheim? He can't do anything. Yeah. Lo and behold, he was a false nine the entire time, right? Like, it's... Yeah. That's the kind of part where it's like, you look at Liverpool signings, you're like, yes, they're obviously all impressive. But, mm-hmm. like, you switch out... Let's switch out Jurgen Klopp for just an average Premier League manager. Yeah. How successful are those signings? Significantly no, less, yeah. And it's not like they made like headline purchases. This is the thing. Like, you know, there's not like an oil giant that's like, we're gonna go out and buy Neymar. Andy and Robertson was signed from a relegated club. Yeah, like Genie Wijnaldum was signed from at the time Newcastle was, was relegated, and yeah. like, um, you know, like just even like f- purchases from Southampton are, are, are you know our B league, our B club. <laughs> Liverpool B, yeah, Liverpool nine oh five. Honestly, right down to the color scheme. Honestly, yeah, I mean, you know, like all those purchases made sense, and like, yeah, I mean, honestly, if Liverpool stops being successful, it's probably because of a, like, it just. I think there's a lot of momentum to try to get over the hump. Like, obviously, in the Premier League era, they never won, so like, it's tough for them to get over that hump. There's probably a lot of motivation, and the other thing is probably not even necessarily um, 
sales or anything like that. It's just like I do look at the wingback positions, which are so important. And I'm just like, if it, like knock on wood, like if any of these guys ever pick up an injury, like there is no replacement behind them. I find it interesting though that you're like looking towards like what more they can do. Like I feel like this might be like the apex. Like how how can they be better than this? You know, like do you, no, they, can't. they literally can't. They haven't do, lost all do season. Do you see them becoming like 2009 Barcelona? Like not, you know what I mean? Like how can they get better than this? I mean, the standard is. Like those Arsenal, Chelsea, and United yeah. teams that won the league two, three years in a row. Oh, sustained sustain success. This is obviously I'm, as a one-off season. This is a huge deal. But like, how do they look in a year? How do they look in two years? I think you have to count as like a two-year period considering they are the reigning Champions League winners. But point taken. Champions League is a more I, I, random tournament, though. No, no. Well, of course, but it is still the crown jewel of Europe. Like it does count as a overwhelming success if you win the thing. Yeah. And then it carries into this year, which has been by all accounts like a dream season. So, yeah, this but year guess, they'll have as as many Premier I, League titles as last year. So I, I I do I do wonder though, like I I do wonder like yeah I get the idea for pushing success and they can but like the idea that we're focusing on like can they do more than this is kind of interesting. It kind of goes back to like sort of the cousin of Will's earlier point of like you know everyone wants like the greatest right now. Yeah. And now this is sort of like a semi-related point. Like we are seeing sustained greatness. Yeah. Over the course of a what twelve month span, let's say. Uh, and you want to and instead honestly of, like 18 months since the Van Dyke 12 18 months right? I would say 18 months but yeah. right but, but Sasha if you want to take out the Champions League so let's, let's say like 12 18 months like that's the takeaway well more than this like I watch Liverpool now it's like holy fuck man I haven't seen a team yeah. like this in a decade yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. It, it is true, but you know. Sasha disagrees. That like, Manchester City team that won back-to-back leagues was pretty good. They're pretty yeah, good. They no, beat pretty Liverpool good. literally last year. But, <laughs> okay, oh, they beat them by like an inch. Like I can't believe the whole fucking Premier League came down to an inch of a goal not going into the net. Hey, man, that, those are the margins. I don't know. Like it, Liverpool, after this year, will have won the Premier League, and they'll have won a Champions League. They might win the Champions League again this year. But what I'm saying is I, I, I don't really care much for, like, Arun, you're talking about, you know, peaking and getting better and better. I'm more curious to see can they sustain success. Yeah, okay. I want to see this Liverpool team. Can they win two league titles in a row? Can they win three league titles in a row? Yeah, that's when you get to legendary like, that's status. That's when you get to legendary status. Yeah, Because that's, that's what Josie Mourinho's Chelsea did. That's what Pep City did. Yeah. That's what United did three different times. Like, it's, it's, it's that's it's, what yeah, I'm excited it's a, it's about. A, it's a good point. Like, I don't disagree with that. Obviously, sustain status is a measure of, like, legendary club. But I think we also, you know, us three can also remember the singular great teams. Yeah. Like the one year, what was it, 2010, where Inter went crazy for one year and then stopped? Yeah. But that team yeah. sounds out as like a brilliant team. They won it all. Diego Melito was like the best player in the world for a couple of weeks. And like, yeah. you know. That was like, it, man. And that was they it. But, the but they still stand out as like a legendary team. So I don't That's know. True. I mean, I get your point, but I think there are different ways to get to that type of hallmark. Arun. There's a Super Bowl in a couple weeks. Sure is, man. Sure the is. Hosting right now is amazing. Sure is. Some top level hosting. You're the Jurgen Klopp of hosting right now. Oh, that's such Thank a you. high compliment, man. Appreciate it. Wait, that's for Sasha. I think he's talking you? to me, dude. Yo, I'll, I'll take, I'll take him all. We gotta, we gotta keep on message, man. So yesterday, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, the handsome man, Patrick Mahomes, the amazing man. There's my intro and my lack of NFL knowledge on display. Arun, what happened? <clears throat> Well, if you watch my videos at Yahoo Sports Canada, no. Wow. Okay. Uh, but we'll have lots of NFL content there. But no, uh, what happened? I mean, the first game, basically, Patrick Mahomes, like, Kansas City's a better team than Tennessee. Cinderella, like, ran out. And, right. you know, they would have to, Tennessee was just going to have to run Derrick Henry, like, 40 times to win this game anyway, which is, like, an unsustainable workload for any running back. 
I told my friend uh, John Spur that like it'd be like borderline malpractice to run someone like that much if it wasn't Derrick Henry. Word. Uh, they just, they got beat by a better team. Patrick Mahomes is amazing. He very well could end up being like the best to ever do it, which is a crazy thing to say about someone in their third year. But you know, a lot of people want to look at it that way. I think Mahomes is getting a lot of the hype, and I think the, it's an interesting rule because if you look at the Chiefs, right? Like I was talking to my friends from back home. Uh, like my fans football chats like a pretty active football chat and these guys are like all like well-educated football fans right whatever and they're all getting hyped about the Chiefs and I think the Chiefs are like a more palatable like easier team to watch in the sense that like they play like a very vertical passing game yeah right? Patrick Mahomes throws bombs from anywhere in the field it's easy it's fun you don't have to be a big football fan to understand why Patrick Mahomes is brilliant because he just yeah. like makes these incredible highly real plays but San Francisco is explosive in a different way like, they run really good, like, schemes. Like, they run, like, you know, Raheem Mostert, like, a guy who had never had more than, like, 400 rushing yards a season goes off for 220 yards and four touchdowns. Right. It's not so much to take away from Mostert, like, but it was the system. It was They designed plays to get their guys out in space. So, Kansas City has more talent, and San Francisco has a smarter offensive scheme. Uh, and San Francisco has a better defense. Kansas City's not so bad, but their defense is peaking right now. Yeah. So, it's going to make for one hell of a Super Bowl. Optically, it's going to be a fucking eyesore. Because both because both teams wear red. Oh, oh, okay. you mean like literally? Optically. Quite literally. Because it seems like pretty offensively driven. I, I feel like that's pretty exciting. It will be offensively driven to agree, and I th- and again, like, that is kind of the point I'm trying to make about Kansas City. At least, yeah, you know, their offense is so easily palatable um, to watch. Yeah, that you know, a casual fan will probably gravitate to them a little bit more. But oddly enough, you know, Kansas City is being billed as the you know the offensive juggernaut here. Like San Francisco scored more than them this year. San Francisco yeah. finished second in scoring. Kansas City finished fifth. Right. You know, San Francisco was no slouch. And, like, to the thing about Jimmy G, like, a lot of people were like, well, bro, only th- he only threw eight passes. It's like he, he, only need th- to. he didn't need to throw anything more than that. When your running back goes for 220 yards and four touchdowns, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't need to throw more than that. Um, so it will be a one hell of a matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if we want to talk about the problematic sides, well, on one hand, we have Tyreek Hill, who is a horrible fucking human being um, for multiple uh, domestic violence incidents, and then on the other side of it, San Francisco has Nick Bosa, who is about as mega as it gets. So there, there's no uh, moral <laughs> high ground on either of these teams. Right. Just put it out there. So just sit back, enjoy the football, I suppose. Um, Do you have a prediction? The Chiefs have emerged as a one and a half point favorite in the initial line, but I'm taking San Francisco. Okay. Who's why? the? Uh, sorry. Who why? is? Why? I was going to ask something else, but answer Will's question why? first. Because it, why? Because if you the marginal difference between Kansas City's offense being more talented than San Francisco's offense is not comparable to San Francisco's defense being that much better than Kansas City's. Okay. Who's doing the halftime show? I'm drawing a blank here. I don't know, but I don't think they got it. It's J Lo. How did you not know the answer to that question? Is it J Lo? It's um, J Lo. Amazing. I'll <laughs> might tune in and watch. Um, J Lo was robbed, by the way, but we'll get to that later. All right, on Hustlers, yeah, I know. Um, well, great. Amazing. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound thrilled, man. <laughs> no, I mean, just like the, the NFL is like books some like tone deaf act, like, like somebody really like just swagless act before. Jennifer Lopez makes sense. And Shakira? Who did it last year? Was it Maroon 5? Jesus. Maroon 5 was one of the years and they were awful. No, was it Adam Levine or like one of them went shirtless last year? Coldplay? Did Coldplay do this? Uh, last, like, last year's Super Bowl was the first one I wasn't working in a while, so I think I skipped the halftime show. Wow. It was like Travis Scott, Maroon 5, and like someone else. Yeah. Damn. Last year, I was just posted up with three pounds of all-star wings in my apartment, and I watched the game by myself. All right. Damn, you, dude. You, you, don't, you don't have to share that, but you did. It's kind of a flex, though, still. It's like, it's both. It's like Will roasting me and kind of a flex is kind of where I stand on it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> um, 
No, it should be fun. No, though. it should be it should be it should be a really like good game. I think. And you gonna watch the Pro Bowl? No, the Pro Bowl is the worst All Star game in all time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I haven't even, even watched. I don't think I've ever game. watched the Pro Bowl ever. Yeah, <laughs> just ever. There's a clip. do people count Pro Bowls for like people's NFL Hall of Fame candidacy? Uh, like yes and no. Like yes, in the sense that it counts as like a de facto All Star. Um, Appearance, but because the Super Bowl eligible teams don't play in the Pro Bowl, right? Like it'll count as like a Pro Bowl appearance. So take um, take like Richard Sherman for example. Like LeBron would have been like he wouldn't have he would not have gone to the Pro Bowl for the last like eight years. It would have it would have counted as an All Star appearance for LeBron or a Pro uh-huh. Bowl appearance for him. But he wouldn't have been there. But he wouldn't have been there. Right. So they don't necessarily count the number of appearances. If you've been named the Pro Bowl, that's fine. But if your team makes the Super Bowl, then the alternates come in, and right. those guys also count as Pro Bowlers. That's kind of lame. So it's it really weird. just waters down everything. The Pro Bowl is the most watered down All Star game in the major four professional sports. Right. By not, it's not even fucking close. Like the NHL All Star game has lots of warts. The NHL All Star game is great. I love watching it. The NHL format, the format kind of sucks. Really, the NHL skills stuff. The is skills competition is awesome. Yeah, yeah. The skills competition is awesome. Honestly, this is not even a hot take. Like the skills competition in both the NBA. The NHL and the Home Run Derby in baseball. Yo, Home Run Derby is the great. Themselves. They're better than the games. I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Like, especially in basketball, the All Star game in basketball is so overrated. You, no one plays defense, and same thing in the NHL All Star game. Yeah, no, it's dumb how little defense they play. It makes every point meaningless, and then it's really just the fourth quarter. Like, but people have legit parties to watch the the dunk contest, and now because mm. over the last couple of years, the NBA has made a concerted effort to bring in their marquee three point shooters, the three point contest. Yeah, and the same with like the NHL. Like, I'll tune in and watch the fastest skater anytime. Harder shot anytime. Yeah, that's but cool. Am I going to watch a bunch of guys just like letting off thirty breakaways a game because they're not playing any defense? And yeah, you know, not so much. Right. And in baseball, the home run derby is awesome. I stand oh, by. Oh, legit! The shout out, run- shout out, Vladdy Guerrero. Got robbed by Pete Alonso. Yeah, fair enough. Our I mean, thick king. That, that's a homer call. I mean, Pete Alonso hit fifty something home runs this year for the Mets, but whatever. Yeah. Got robbed anyway. Wow, Schwab. Steady Schwabin. I haven't been schwabbing in a minute, but wait till I start covering rugby, though. Then I'll be oh, schwabbing. Wolfpack a room, baby. The Wolfpack yeah, give us, give us the Give us the scouting report on Sonny Bill Williams. Okay. No, uh, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't serious. No, no, no I wasn't don't serious. Do it, don't, no, do it, okay. don't do it. I was, I was just going to. Uh, well, he's, he's really good. At, well, to the end, though. He's still going to do it. No, he's I was still going to do no, it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just want to make another point about the Wolfpack. Like, they're going to be fun, and because they're playing in the top tier league this year, uh-huh. it'll, it'll actually be like really high level competition. Cool. I'm excited to see how they do it. And I think. You know, they just got promoted, but it's not quite like the same translation as like a team from the championship going to the Premier League. Necessarily. Right. Like they were they were too good for that league last year anyway. Fair enough. They were way too good for that league. So now for them to be at one of the best leagues of the world, either this league or the Australian league, they take your pick. Um, Toronto has another like top tier team. Like, you know, great. So that's great. And like the games are super fun to go to. The mm-hmm. environment's going to like if for the fan experience is great. They have a beer garden. So if you haven't gone to Toronto Wolfpack game, and you've been deterred in the past. Well, now there's really no reason not to. Like it's right. it's inexpensive, it's super fun, and they're playing. Like, this is best on best competition. So why not? This was not an ad read. This was not this an ad read. Podcast is brought to you by Lamport Stadium. That's right, home of XTSC Sports, where you can catch <laughs> Score FC because the two-time mu- defending champion. The municipality of Toronto has money like that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, shout out to all those mans who like play in like the foreign rugby leagues, but then come to Toronto and their only experience of Toronto is Liberty Village. That's <laughs> oh, you truly hate to see that. Jeez, yeah, jeez. They're all picking up women at uh, the craft. Williams Landing. What are you gonna do? Like take them to Paris, Paris, and like go drink in a wine bar? Like I don't know. Oh god. <laughs> well, that's depressing. 
Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys seen any good movies lately? I've seen a ton. Wow, now that you mentioned it, <laughs> now <laughs> that you're coming up. Wow, listen, the segues are on point. Okay, the <laughs> segues are right on now. point. It's so good. <laughs> We're just going for it. Seamless. This podcast brought to you by Seamless. No, um, Jesus. Oh um, my God. Uh, yeah, I mean, Academy Awards is coming up. I haven't seen them all, but like my favorite has been Uncut Gems. I asked about nominate movies that are nominated for awards. Wow. That's what's so. You're the second person <laughs> to fucking say that today, man. Listen. Uncut Gems got fucking robbed, all right? Should have been nominated. What the fuck's wrong Who with you? Who would you take an offer on Uncut Gems? Can you read the list? Okay, Best Picture's picture? easy, though, because like 20 million movies get nominated for Best Picture. I'll well, read it out, though. Best 10. Picture right now. Ford vs. Ferrari. Haven't seen it. The Irishman. Yep, pretty good. We're <laughs> getting live reactions. Jojo Rabbit. Joker. Little Women. Marriage Story. 1917. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And the movie that should win. Parasite. Parasite Gang. I won those nominated. I think I liked Parasite the best. I really liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Irishman too, though. So I mean, I don't know, but I do think that like my rankings this year would be, well, Uncut Gems is not in there, but yeah, among those that you just listed, probably Parasite. Uh, I went to with my mom, and like shout know, out to your mom. Yeah, shout out to my mom. I hope you're doing well. Um, thank you for taking me to the movie on Friday or whatever. So <laughs> this is so heartwarming. All right, keep um, but is that an ad reader? <laughs> yeah. This episode is brought to you by Arun's mom. I guess. I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> no. She birthed you into the world. That is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, sorry. It's brought to you by KFC. Arun, continue. Yeah, sorry. Go, go. Shout out. Uh, no, I, th- I thought Parasite was really good, man. I mean, it should win. I thought the person who played like the daughter of the family. She should have been nominated for wow, Jessica, person, huh? Chicago, uh, you, Illinois. Can you read up? Uh, I don't want to get it wrong. I think her name is Parker Day One, but I could be totally wrong. Uh, I'll look it up. I'm not Korean. Dude, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I, 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 don't know, like, I guess you guys are all rooting for Parasite then? Uh, out of those movies, my favorite Holy film shit. was Parasite. But yep. even if the gems were included and the gems were... It was one of my favorite movies of the year. I fun. still... I still put Parasite slightly ahead of it. And that's not, I'm not trying to speak ill of Uncut Gems. I loved that no, movie. Not, it was amazing. Not. But if I had to split them, I guess I still preferred Parasite. Yeah. And Gems to me is more like, I, I would have a hard time deciding between Uncut Gems and Once Upon a Time, personally. Fair enough, man. I mean, I think the level of separation for me is like pretty minimal. Like, I think Uncut Gems, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are all in the same tier. Mm-hmm. And The Irishman is maybe like a tier slight, like half tier below. Don't let Reynolds hear that. Wow. I love The Irishman. I thought it was really, really good. And, like, I thought Joe Pesci was fucking amazing. Uh, but I watched it twice because I watched the first time. I was like, what? Yeah, this is good. How many? How much time do you have on your hands? Man? I don't have a lot of time, bro. That's bro, what I'm saying. Bro, how are you watching The Irishman <laughs> twice then? I spent two of my days off doing that, man. I know. I fucked up. It's, it's a know, full this, day, too. Bro, you could watch Lord of the Rings in the time you watch. On, on the- I'd rather watch The Irishman twice than watch Lord of the Rings. Okay, all right. Please leave no, this room. No, get the fuck out of here, dog. Yo, Please leave you're this in the room. wrong place, man. This podcast brought to you by Peter Jackson. Where the fuck have you been the last decade? Visit New Zealand tomorrow and take advantage of great flight deals. Yeah, well, I would uh, fucking love to go. I watched <laughs> I watched Star Wars recently, and uh, Mary was in Star Wars randomly as a bit character, and I couldn't fucking stop staring at him every time. You come on and be like, oh, you know the the, the space, uh, it's, it's on fire or whatever. And I'm like, bro, that's fucking Mary from Lord of the Rings. Why the fuck is he here? Honestly, that might have been a real line from that Star Wars movie. It was. Listen, I love Star Wars. That was the first. That was the only Star Wars movie, not the only. Sorry, the second Star Wars movie that I disliked. I really? Re- I really didn't enjoy it. I thought it was fun. I fell asleep during it. It's. It was mad long. It was so it, boring. It was as long as <laughs> yeah. the watch uh, as the Irishman. <laughs> it, it I would rather watch the Irishman. Honestly, oh, the Irishman's actually a good movie. Star Wars sucked. 
Can you take a date to watch The Irishman? Uh, if, if your date isn't uh, Joe Kasharo. <laughs> I don't know. Is your date, aka Reynolds or <laughs> Joey Cash? <laughs> I don't know if you could do that, man. That's like, I, like I felt. I felt disgusted taking myself to watch The Irishman because, uh-huh. like, it's just like even if you think about like your butt remaining in a seat for that long uh, without long, getting man. up, it's yeah. it's kind of gross. It, the obvious counterpoint to this because like the the a lot of people complain about the movie length and I don't and know. I love The Irishman. I'm mm-hmm. not like, complaining about people, it being like, like it's bad. Routinely, like any one of our friends, you could text them on a daily basis. Someone would probably binge watch like a ton of fucking shows. Like I don't I don't get the argument. Like okay, it's true. Like if you're gonna binge watch like six episodes of a The Circle, forty five minute show. Sure, I don't know what that is, but all right. Uh, Shout out shoe bomb. Like or like. You want to watch okay, The Irishman, sure, but if you watch like three episodes, four episodes of Sopranos, yeah, you're pretty much getting the same like l- like length. Yeah, and you, Sasha and I, you and I have easily do that. In fact, probably routinely do that. So it's like routinely. All right, dude, I'm watching this new show right now. It's not. It's way better than The Sopranos. It's like this Australian Airbnb show. It's oh like God. competitive Airbnb. Wait. It's like it's called like Instant Hotel or something oh like God. that, and these guests have to Whoa. host other guests in their Airbnb. And the hosts rate the guests, but the guests rate the hosts, and the winner wins like an Airbnb, like instant hotel gift card. It's really bad, but I can't stop watching it. I just need to share that with the room. Fair enough. That's <laughs> what I was gonna say about Circle. The <laughs> circle. You say the circle? Uh, I watched no, one Rude. episode and I was like, "This is intriguing." Really don't I, like it. I totally get your point. Um, yeah, if you binge watch a bunch of episodes of a show, it's basically like watching The Irishman. Although I'm not sure if the shows have Robert De Niro shitty CGI involved in them. Look, I'll say this: when the when the movie first came out in development, right? Like uh, we were we were an undergrad, and it was supposed to come out as like I heard CGI analysis. wasn't needed back then. Is yeah. what you're saying? But it took ten fucking years to make this movie, man. Yeah, because the, they had to edit it once. Wow! They had to watch it through one. Wow. Okay, if the final length was three and a half hours, what was like the rough cut? Yo, seriously. <laughs> like, how did that get? How long was it? And then it got edited down to three and a half hours. I, and again, I like that movie. I don't know. So, Rune, out of those, out of those Best Picture nominees, your favorite out of those nominees, you would say was? Did you say Parasite or Once Upon a Time? Oh man, it's so close. Take your pick. I think it'd be Parasite by slight edge. Right. Over. Over Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What about okay. you, Will? I mean, considering Parasite was only one of those I watched, I'm voting for Parasite, but this was a great year for Asian cinema altogether because there have been some very, very good ones. The Farewell, I don't think it was like an Oscars award-winning kind of movie, but I, I really enjoyed it. It was a very personal experience for me considering I had basically gone through a very similar experience. Um, and, you know, there was just a lot of really good just you know asian films recently like you can watch burning and like shoplifters all on netflix and it's like those are all movies you should definitely watch they're amazing or even dear x shout out dear x on on uh on netflix it's also really good. it's a taiwanese movie about um someone who dies and has a secret gay lover okay yeah i think sasha's like typing in all these movies to watch i have i've heard of burning obviously yeah yeah, yeah. try to catch that no but seriously asian cinema's in the in a vibe right now and it's in a mood right now and um. Yeah, I mean, like, if you don't mind reading subtitles, like, you're gonna have a really good time. I really liked what the Parasite director said about like how it's just like an like what was it like an inch of like just like like separates us. Or something yeah, like if you can get over this inch at the bottom of your screen, the yeah. hurdle. Also, I tend to find that so many people under the age of like 35 just turn subtitles on their Netflix anyway. Yeah, so it's like 
it's, it's not really a barrier. I don't know. Maybe it's because we're all like people of color that we're just used to subtitles. Makes but sense. like, I remember growing up and like, there's just, you watch an Indian movie, there's subtitles. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't feel weird to I me. I just like watch it with subtitles of my roommates like sleeping, but point taken. Shout out Suhail. Uh, the, uh, let's run through a few of the big nominees though. <laughs> um, so we did best picture. I think we all picked Parasite. Uh-huh. Uh, Best actor, so we have Antonio Banderas for a movie that's called Pain and Glory. I'm not sure if it exists or Wait, not. I, th- I thought that was with uh, <laughs> The Rock. And I've never heard of it. Yeah, I, I, I someone told me about it, but I, I don't recall what it's about. I actually for just forgot about Antonio Banderas like entirely. Aside from that gif that comes up every time on the timeline of him just like looking at a laptop screen and kissing him, his finger. Right. Yeah. So we got him. We got Leo for Once Upon a Time. Okay. Uh, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix for Incel Propaganda. Oh, I did see Joker. And, yeah, uh, Jonathan Price for the Two Popes. So, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is an amazing actor, though. I just wish it wasn't Joker the movie. I haven't, I haven't seen Joker, but you see, don't need to see Joker. It's the Joker. It, it got nominated. For fucking just watch, just man. watch a Nuggets game. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Okay. okay, all right. That's a me level comment, man. Joker is uh, about a school shooter from the school shooter's perspective. Oh, um, all right. <laughs> Yo, isn't it crazy, though, how, like, as a society, like, we as a society, we just, live like, in a society? every now and then, like, the clown who fights Batman comes along and we're like, brilliant! Yes, we love that guy. <laughs> because they, actors who do it, like, put their whole, like, life into it. What does that say yeah. about that character? No, it's true, though. It I, will I th- drive you to madness, yeah. I might actually go with Walking Phoenix on this, just because, like... I think he's a he really is a brilliant actor. And he did put a, a ton of himself into this movie, and it is like it's such an inc- you have to be such an incredible, not only just an actor but like an egomaniac to even try to follow it up. Um, to try to help follow Heath Ledger, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, didn't Jared Leto try and do? Yeah, that? he's but Jared Leto's not that caliber of actor. I'm sorry, no. right? Yeah. But isn't it funny now yeah. historically? Because I think I agree. I think Joaquin Phoenix is going to win. Yeah. So it's like you've Heath Ledger, you've Joaquin Phoenix, but like you're the guy in the middle. Yeah. And you just royally sucked. The guy from 30 Seconds from Mars is not going to put in a best supporting <laughs> actor. All right, who are you no. going with? Uh, I've only seen one of those the nominees, so I guess by default it'll be Leo. I am curious to see what Adam Driver does, because Adam Driver, I still think his best role is in Girls. Okay. He was great in that show. He made an otherwise like unwatchable show at parts of it palatable. He was good in Black Klansman. He he was he actually was yeah, really good in Black Klansman. Black Klansman, like yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, don't mind Adam Driver, man. People have too much discourse on this guy. He just has a giant nose. It's because he's in fucking everything. He's like Hollywood's it guy, well, right. him and Chalamet, right? They're, yeah, they're like the two it guys right now. So they're in everything, and you know, there's lots of discourse around them. Fair enough. I think, uh, yeah, I think Phoenix is gonna win. I haven't seen Joker, but I just think Phoenix is gonna win that. Um, best actress, we have. I don't know who this person is, but Cynthia Erivo. In what? For a movie called Harriet, no. we have ScarJo for Marriage Story. Oh yes, yeah, my favorite uh, we Asian. We have uh, <laughs> a name that I, I don't know if I can pronounce it. It's Sours Sourcey. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse, how do you say that? Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and um, Renee Zellweger for Judy. I have no clue what's gonna happen here, but I uh, I heard Little Women was I great. I saw Marriage Story and yeah. ScarJo. Like, yeah, ScarJo's cringe for many reasons, mm-hmm. but I did think her performance was good. Fair enough. I still need to see Little Women, so I'll reserve judgment. But I've I'm probably gonna see that tomorrow. So 
Yo, link up. Link up, man. What? Let's go see Little Women. All right. Who wants to go to the movies with me? Holla at your boy. All right. Um, I would love to talk. Yeah, this category is. Tomorrow's tomorrow's like my Saturday, so yeah. How did how did Parasite Daughter or Parasite Mom not get nominated? Parasite Daughter got nominated. Nah, Parasite Mom though. Parasite Mom was good. So yeah, I think a lot of people are pushing for the Parasite Mom, and no doubt, like if she got it, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, hundred percent, be down. But I I thought the daughter was good. Was the daughter? Okay. I honestly think that entire family. You could have convinced me. Yeah, that like they should have been nominated. The father was great. I mean, you. Can oh, the father was that. Parasite dad. He, yeah. he, he wears the like, the weight and responsibility. And the Just humor on his face and the his heartbreak in, on his on his face, which I definitely felt a close kinship to. Okay, the I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you made the joke. Of his face. But no, but seriously, he like he wore his like emotion like perfectly, and he didn't mm-hmm. overact. Like yeah. I thought, I thought the dad was brilliant too. So yeah, he also got robbed of the nomination. Honestly, you could make a case that like yeah, the whole family could have got nominated. So we got. Who be sorry? Who we pick for that? We didn't pick anyone. Renee. Renee. Renee, baby. Arun, who you got? I'm gonna go with Renee. Although Shersha Ronan might win because she's she's always nominated and she's like 25 years old. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of that person before. Oh, okay. Not not that I'm like Reynolds or anything, but like. She's a legitimate. What else has she, she been? She's a legitimate, like A-list actress. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I, I mean, we're seeing Little Women tomorrow, so maybe this will change. Go. All right, TBD on that one. For uh, you guys. Best supporting actor. <laughs> we have um, father of Chet Hanks, Tom Hanks. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Michael Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> the original Chet Hanks. <laughs> I love Michael Chandler. I don't want to roast the guy, but honestly, Yo, he, dead, is, dead, dead, he dead ass is Chet Hanks. He's totally Chet Hanks. Every single detail. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have we have Michael Chandler, Michael Chandler's dad. We have Anthony Hopkins for the two popes, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci for the Irishman, and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time. Oh, that's so. Uh, well, first of all, Kevin Garnett should be the best supporting actor. Jeez. Oh man, Get out okay, of he Chet. played himself. Here. <laughs> you didn't Get even play out of here. Else. You didn't even he play played, somebody. He played Kevin Garnett. He did a brilliant job uh, of playing. Now, Julie Fox for Best Supporting Actress. Yes. Definitely down for that, yeah, too. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm way more down for But, okay, KG. but uh, among those, man, it's a really tough thing. I remember leaving Once Upon a Time in Hollywood thinking that Brad Pitt significantly outacted DiCaprio. Not to say DiCaprio did a bad job, but I thought Pitt was the real star of that movie. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. And I thought Pesci was the best in The Irishman, so it's very close for me. I would say, oh, man. I was thinking Pitt. Now I'm thinking Pesci. Has Pitt ever won before? Pesci has won. Pesci won for Goodfellas. Right. I just think, listen, I'm not, I'm not picking this based on like who I think the Academy is. I think the Academy will give it to Pesci. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, man. Fine. She- fine, fine. To answer the question, because we got time, I'll say Pitt by like, uh, but the slightest veggies. Oh, you will. Shout out Brad Pitt, the original Chet Hanks as well. <laughs> he, look up, look up, look up Brad Pitt Patois. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Just I'm look scared, up. but I'm going to do that the minute it's we stop recording. Amazing. What have you guys got posted from the account after the show? Everything going to be Irie. <laughs> oh, no. What about you guys? What do you guys think? It's a Brad Pitt, yeah. He's a Pitt, okay. It's Pitt. I lo- Listen, Pesci's great. Pacino's great. I think they might split the vote. Uh Pitt was amazing in what's Pitt was amazing. Time. Yeah, Pitt yeah. was so good. He was the best thing about that movie. Yeah, I totally agree. Dexter Pittman. Last one here. Best supporting. Dexter Pittman. Dexter Pittman. <laughs> Yo, did 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 man ever get a ring from the 2012 Heat or not? Nah? You gotta ask him himself. You can probably hit him up to be honest. He'll probably, Yo, probably pretty accessible. I Dexter imagine. Pittman, come on the pod. 
Actually, yo, shout out to Jarvis Vernado. Come on the pod, bro. Random Miami Jesus Heat. Christ. Random Miami Heat players. This guy really was, era. Yo, shout out to Hito's era run, man. Holy yo, shit. Yo, man, he's the NCAA all-time shot blocker. Only you know that. You guys are really glad you did not have to deal with Hedo's Arun. I will say that yeah, much. Yeah, I was obnoxious as fuck. But you know what, then? My whatever. man was Tom Haverstro on the flesh. This guy rocked no, a shirt Tom, that said Tom, witness. Uh, Tom, Tom Haverstro Tom Haverstro got like upset with... I still wear that at my house, but... Uh, witness. It's just like a shirt if I, like, you know, whatever. Oh, my God. But uh, I don't think Tom Haverstro liked me very much. I don't think he remembers what? you. Sorry. Well, no, he, no, he, no, 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 he clearly does not. When Do- I was you're like, talking about Dr. Tom? He clearly does not. I think I was just like, oh, let's like fact checking like stuff in the heat index and shit. And he was just like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Fact checking the heat index. So your re- your reply guy was stats. You're like, actually, it was fifteen point one points right. per game. Because I thought twenty th- Bosch. twenty three year old me thought that was the way to make it in this game. The Schwab. Yeah, but but I, I've been there too. You know, I, what I, mean? I used to fact check Joey Cash, and then I was. He was my boss. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? And he's like, shut the fuck up. And then you realize, like, that's not the way to go about it. Yeah. Can you work this weekend? I used to tweet at, like, Raptors players inviting them to parties, being like, yo, Amir Johnson, come through. Word. It's a weird time. Uh, so the last one is best supporting actress. We got Kathy Bates, Laura Dern, ScarJo again. Is this correct? What? Florence. Probably for a different. Florence different starts with a P. Pug. Pug. Yesio Puig and uh, <laughs> Margot Robbie. And Margot Robbie. Kathy Bates has won an Academy Award before. Oh, and yeah. It's ScarJo for Jojo Rabbit, not Marriage Story. So, uh, yeah. Right. So it's two different roles. What is Laura Dern nominated for? Laura Dern is uh, Marriage Story. And Margot Robbie, you think it'd be Once Upon a Time, it's Bombshell. Huh. I <laughs> Laura Dern, I think, is going to get it. Mm. She's been like great in everything for the last like five, six years. Kat- and Kathy Bates, like I don't think Kathy, Kathy Bates, I think I feel, I mean, is a little more selective with her roles, but she's just a phenomenal actress too, man. Fuck, that's a tough one. I'll give it to Laura Dern based on her very strong TikTok presence. Wow, Laura Dern has a TikTok. Her yeah. daughter or son does, and they feature her in a lot of the TikToks. I've seen them on Twitter going around a few times. She's pretty good. Uh, man, the Academy likes Kathy Bates, but I'll go with Laura Dern. Word. All right, guys, uh, let's wrap here and we'll come around on the other side for questions. Walking the rave, smile on my face, drinking my cup, handing my jeans. Man, talk tough. Man, look up, down, left, right, straight to a bang in the teeth. Man, still talk tough. Man, saw man in the flesh. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We're going to answer some questions now. We are at NoCatPod on Twitter. We are NoCatPodcast on iTunes, as always. Uh, give us a follow. Give us a review. Let us know what you think. Give us feedback. Um, and, you know, it's a new rule, but if you leave us an iTunes review, we will read out the entire review on a show. Oh, so okay. I feel like that could be funny. So, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. Anyway, first question comes from, you know, your your live show buddy, good friend of the pod, Josh Hart. Oh, yeah. Hey, shout out Josh Hart. Ben, you're fucking great on that show, by the way. Joe Shart. Joe Shart. Yeah, that's I'm not, great. I'm not calling you that, Josh. I got respect for you, but and you were right. The NFL Conference Weekend is the best weekend in football. Okay. Anyway. Joe Shart. No, nope. sounds Josh. like go Kush- Joe Kashiarto. Sorry, I don't know where All I'm right. going with that. Josh, what are you uh, doing? Okay, the first question is how does Hannah Ann? How do we make sure Hannah Ann isn't the Bachelorette? To which I will say she's not going to be the Bachelorette because she's either winning or she's heading straight to paradise. 
Next question is from Kenzie Thompson at Ken's Thompson. She goes, who are your final Rose picks as the only person on this podcast watching the season of The Bachelor? I'm going to go ahead and answer these. Yeah, uh, go ahead. I think, I think Madison is going to win the show. Okay. I think Hannah Ann will definitely make it to hometown. These are the most basic names possible. There needs to be at least one woman of color in the final four. Okay. So, you know, I would bank on at least one woman of color getting there. Mm. And that third, that fourth spot, I think is completely open. But all that to say, I, I do think Madison, I think Madison's winning this show. The uh, next question is from Sarah at Sarah Onward. She goes, what are your thoughts on The Bachelor this season? Most of the girls are boring and the ending twist is probably going to be something with Hannah. So to give you guys some context, The Bachelorette last season was Hannah. Mm. The current Bachelor, Pete, he went to the final three with her and they had sex four times in a windmill and then she dumped him. Whew. Jeez. All right. So now, as he's now the Bachelor, she's shown up the first two episodes of his season being like, oh, I think I made a mistake. Like, I'm not sure. Like, Wait, maybe. she's one of the contestants? She was the Bachelorette last season. And then they made her one of the contestants. Pete, no, no, no. Pete went to the final three. They fucked four times in a windmill. Then she sent him home. Now Pete is the bachelor. Um. She showed up on the first night to wish him luck on his... She's not a contestant. She just showed up at the house. The producers dropped her in. And then on the second episode, she was running one of the group dates. And they went into a room together and she was like, I think I messed up with you. Mm -hmm. I'm still kind of feeling this. They like held hands and locked eyes. It was very dramatic. So Sarah thinks that, yeah, the ending will probably have something to do with her. But... I think part of that has to do with the fact that she will quite literally do anything to be on television. She's been on The Bachelor. She went on Bachelor in Paradise. She was on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. So then she was The Bachelorette. So now she's on The Bachelor again. There are like I mean, listen, like Tash, I will obviously defer to you on all things reality TV, but at least we've seen. Uh, does the ABC kind of like universe like sort of exist like the MTV universe in that sense, where like there are like professional reality TV contestants? Yes, The Bachelor is basically like the challenge in terms of these characters being cycled in and out. I can get into that. I haven't watched The Bachelor in years, but I'm going to try to get into it. If it's on Crave, shout out to Crave. That should, that should be the sponsor. We should try to get Crave. Um, this podcast is brought to you by, by Crave TV. Then I'll try to uh, run it back. So Use offer code Chet Hanks for 10% oh off. God. Oh, God. Next question is from Karn Sharma. Uh, the question is, are the Leafs making the playoffs this season or not? Oh, fuck me, man. <laughs> I will defer to uh, at Arun things for that one. Because the answer is clearly yes. I don't. They're out of the playoffs spot currently. At the time of this recording, oh, they're not even going to the playoffs for another like three th- months. It was a bad week for another thirty-four games, though, man. Thirty, like thirty. Can't games. get back into the playoff picture. No, in no, 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 no. Sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a pessimist. Yes, I do think the Maple Leafs made the playoffs, but Boom. I think, but I think my reaction is just the overall disgust with like how it's gone this far. Like, Are they just suffering injuries to their defense, and then so now they can't? More than the defense, like the whole team has been injured. So they, have the, so then they lose games in January. I, I could be wrong, and I should have pulled up the stats earlier, but I think they've had the second most games lost injuries this year. Wow, MLSC, they're, what's going on? They're in the top, <laughs> Take care of your guys. They're in the top three for sure. Uh, no, but at least with, well, with the Raptors, it makes more sense. Like They went to the finals last year. Like A lot of these guys have wear and tear. Sure, that, that, that seems like a more palatable answer than sure. the Leafs being else in the first round, and now their guys are getting hurt. Not to say that either. Like I'm blaming the Leafs for getting hurt, but... The Raptors is like there's sort of an explanation for it, where the Leafs not so much. Leafs getting some bad luck. For Just sure. bad luck, random like variation. Yeah, I think the Leafs made the playoffs, but a lot of things have to like get better. Like Frederick Anderson, I it, it pains me immensely to say this. 
But I think I've what what helped me criticize him was learning from Will. Like sometimes you just got to criticize the guys you like, and let's call it what it is. Like Frederick Anderson has been fucking awful, man. Mm. Which yeah. is weird because he'll have these like stretches where he's like he was being talked about as a Vezina contender like a couple months ago, and he's, then like he's an all star. Now year. he's back. Which, like it's, he seems which, which, to ebb and flow a lot, which shows also the fallacy of the Angels all star game um, setup where they vote people on divisions. But no, I, I, yeah, I think the Leafs will make it. Like look. Uh, Mike Babcock. If the Leafs don't make the playoffs this year, there's a convenient reason why. Like they wasted those 24 games under Mike Babcock. I think when Babcock got fired, the win, the probability the Leafs made the playoffs were somewhere around 24. percent Yeah. Um, and they've gotten a pretty good tear. And then they went on an absolute tear. Yeah. Where, but now they've they've lost five of their last six. Um, mm-hmm. You know they looked pretty awful against Chicago, um, against Edmonton. Like they're dropping games they should have won at home. Um, it's no, early. The, the uh, no, no, Mike Wilner. It's not. Uh, <laughs> wow. And like the uh, the All Star break is coming up. It's going to be needed for the Leafs um, <laughs> oh, to rest up. Like oh, they're too immensely talented not to. They'll they'll make the playoffs. But yeah. all right, so they will make the playoffs. Believe but, in yourself. Believe in the city. And like, look, the NHL. Like, what I will, what gives me some comfort is, unlike the NBA, like the random variation in the NHL playoffs is a real thing. Oh yeah! Like if a- you make it the eight seed, you might fucking become Stanley Cup champion. And eight seed won the cup. Yeah, I know this decade. The yeah. King. So it's like, yeah, it can happen. There's just a get in. There. Just get in. You just gotta get caught at the right time. My worries are with Frederick Anderson, and again, there is an explanation behind Frederick Anderson at least, in that he's had the highest volume of starts like by far since he joined the Maple Leafs. Like they're running him into the ground. Okay. So there is an explanation behind it. So go sign a backup keeper. Then. So yeah, and the Leafs are trying to do that right Sergio now. Sergio Romero is available. So right now there's a guy named Alexander Georgiev on uh, New York Rangers who's been rumored that the Leafs might get. Okay. Uh, but their asking Jeez. price is super fucking high and he's just like a run-of-the-mill backup goaltender. Right. Um, so the asking price is too high. Someone had a really good, good tweet. It's like, well, mm. the Leafs are offering like 10 cents for a backup that the Rangers are valuing like peak Dominic Hasek. So it's like both sides are asking for too much. Or like the Leafs are give, offering way too little. The Rangers are asking for way too much. Yeah. Um, so again, I, I mean, I should take it in stride too. Like, look, there, there is ample time for the Leafs to get together. They're, they can make the playoffs. They're too talented not to. Mm-hmm. But it is, so they're getting in. But it is worrisome that we're at this point. Sure. Um, I mean, if you look at the splits under Keefe, they've been great. Um and if they miss the playoffs, like Keith's in no danger because it can easily be accounted to just Mike Babcock. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But that said, it's such uncomfortable territory for a team that isn't one of their peak cup contention windows, man. Like, fuck, this is one of the peak years in what I think is a five-year window. It once was a seven, eight-year window. Then the Leafs signed John Tavares, as they absolutely should have, and that's not what I'm trying to say here, but the window gets stronger and more intensified. Mm-hmm. And this being one of those prime contention years, it's I'm worried it's being wasted, but we'll see. Cool. Karn also asks, what is Eminem even saying in 2020? Uh, to no. which I will say, I don't think any of us listen to that, so we don't know. A, fr- a friend of mine like showed me some of the lyrics because she was just like, yeah, like I listened to the Eminem album. I'm like, why did you do that to yourself? Um, I don't know, man. I've only been listening to Future and Get the Gat for the last two weeks. So, Jeez. Ruinous Future 2020. Goop on your Grinch. Goop on your Grinch gets what, a <laughs> 7.6 from Pitchfork? Yeah, we out here. <laughs> Holy shit, the Schwab. <laughs> Internet Lauren at Lord or at Internet Lauren Lauren Mitchell asks who is no cap endorsing just generally so 
She said just generally, which no. makes me think she, she means it. She means it in reference to the, the, the like the New York Times primary. I think like, she said she asked who is no cap endorsing no. just generally. If it was about the U.S. presidential election, mm. she would have said she wouldn't have said just generally. That's because Sasha doesn't want to reveal himself to be an Andrew Yang supporter. So. Wow! 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 Just out, out me on the pod for being Yang Gang. I'm out. merely reading the questions. Wow. Well, and I'm, I'm deferring uh, to you two for answers. So, so well, so look, okay. So I want to okay, talk. About, I, I was going to talk about this as like a main segment on the pod, but we had more sports just to get through. Okay. But the New York Times editorial board um, endorsed both Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar for the Democratic nominee, which is a frankly ridiculous uh, position because again, two people don't win the nomination, just one does. Yeah. Um, and look, and it would have been quite fine if they endorsed Elizabeth Warren. I would have been all right with it. I mean, granted, this last week has been. Uh, I don't. I have not been thrilled with the way she's campaigned. Um, okay. You know, I'm spreading some lies about Bernie Sanders, my preferred candidate. Sure. Not really thrilled about that, and I would have been fine with it. But the justification was just like Bernie Sanders is going to try to pass policy without consi- like without consulting the three branches of government. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's not even close That's to not true. Even how it works? It's not yeah. even close to true. And they try to make make him sound like a, po- a Trump style populist candidate, only just with just the alter mm. alternate policies. So the New York Times editorial board, I think, really fucked up in their explanation of it, I thought. Like, if they were just like, listen, we think Elizabeth Warren is the best person to run the country, here's why, fine. But their explanation was terrible. And also, Amy Klobuchar was polling at 2%. Sorry, doesn't really have a chance. Like, yeah, he was polling higher than that? One of us is polling higher at the Democratic nominee. I'm serious. Like, uh, like so, Me, I don't know. Andrea. I, I, I would have been quite all right with it. Being Dang. Like, uh, I would have been quite all right with it being Elizabeth Warren had the nomination not been so fucking terrible but yes i'm extremely pro bernie sanders and i want him to win well and, what about you man and i think he's the only one who has a chance of beating donald trump uh the rest of the democratic candidates are going to lose in a fucking landslide to trump yeah damn bernie bernie bernie, bernie bros let's do it Bur- all right. No, the Bernie Bros. I mean, no, 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 no. Hold on. Bernie. Hold on. Bernie doesn't like that I call them a bro. Sorry. No, no, no. You can call me a bro in other context. It's just like the Bernie Bros has like a stigma with it of what it comes with like, like you know, sexism and all this like kind of yeah, charge. It's, it's it, unfortunate. It, it's a charge sure. and loaded term. So I, I'm sorry, Sasha. I'm, not a, I'm a strong Bernie Sanders supporter, but I kind of don't want the Bernie bro label attached to me. And I think that's a fair thing to ask for. So, okay. Bernie Sanders supporter. Next question is from at. Trame, who asks, who are your favorite Wonder Kids to watch in footy? Uh, Ansu Fadi. Uh, How often are you watching him? Anytime I'm like, I watch Barcelona, I suppose, or the highlights, I guess. I don't know. Wow. Sick. I'm not like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not like a European No, like what I'm, what, I'm get, what I'm getting to is like, or is it someone that you're like looking up? You're like, I want to see what Ansu Fadi did. Like, yeah, is there anyone I, I, like I, that that you're peeping? I do. Like, Ansu Fadi is one of them. Does, does Donnarumma count or is he too old for that? No, nah, man, they're all young. Like, even yeah. Mbappe counts, right? Like, he yeah, feels no, established, course. but he's still super Mbappe young. Mbappe counts and it's clearly Mbappe, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's disqualified from this as a top like five Fair player enough. in the world. Uh, for me, it's Ansu Fadi and, and Donnarumma. What about you, Will? It's got to be a, a near United signing early in Holland. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. No, oh, not he, he, uh, just, he just even had a hat trick in 23 fucking minutes, man. Not uh, Rian Brewster. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. He was really good on the Liverpool hip hop quiz. He, he sang uh, Mrs. Officer. Why, why are you so low on Rian Brewster? He doesn't look that great. I mean, if we're really going to talk about youngsters, how about Trent Alexander Arnold? Bro, bro, Mason oh. Greenwood. <laughs> I, 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 yo, bro, Mason actually playing well. Mason's right now. nice. I feel, yeah. Mbapp- I feel Mbappe and TAA are like too established for this, like. This question, I, I, I guess, if they are eligible, then yeah, they're still Arnold children. For sure, is. we're not talking about best. We're just talking about guys you enjoy to watch. Young players, well, Holland, you Holland like is to crazy, watch. man. Like the, the, it's like mechanical how good he is at finishing. 
It's it's scary. Yeah. TAA is fucking amazing, man. Holy oh, shit. Oh, of course. Yeah. What a player. Quanta, take it quickly. Yo, shout out Brandon Williams. <laughs> oh, God. The Baltimore Ravens defensive tackle, though. Yep. Yeah. Next question is from yeah. at Will underscore Brom. This is a good one. What are some of the what are the worst dates you guys have been on? So just hit me with a oh, bad man. hit me with a bad date story. Jesus well, uh, Arun, someone. Oh yeah, shout out one time for Harry Wilson too. Free oh kick my master. god, um, free kick master. I have I have two I have two examples in mind. Uh, one was like a couple of like like years ago, um, where like I got like a glass of like red wine and the person David was just like, oh, so you're drinking now? And I'm like having a <laughs> glass of wine at dinner, and. Then whatever, conversation went nowhere. Whatever happens, right? Bad date. So we're leaving, and you know, clearly nothing happened. And she spins around and does this dramatic turn and looks me in the eyes. And is like, look, I don't think this is a love connection. It's a first date, fam. So I just like died laughing. I was like, yeah, I don't think so either. Just watched her to her bus, made sure she got home safe, and just was like, what the <laughs> like a lo- some reality ass line. Putting her my, on the bus. And my second example was like, I went on a date. Um, yeah, you slapped her with a token. You said goodbye. Oh no, my no, god! No, come on. Uh, no, I, I, I went. I went on a date like uh, not like too long ago with someone, and Jeez. they said that uh, flex. They they, Who's? they 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 said that um they said that I was not ambitious enough because I didn't want to leave sports media because they were like talking about like you know like money and oh because like, mm. you should ask me like you know do you feel like your job's stability? I'm like well yes and no. I mean like you know like uh, the lack of job stability is part of the sports industry but like i'm not like going anywhere like this is what i want to do this is what i'm good at like you know mm-hmm. what, what does I she like do out of curiosity uh she is in human resources for right. a law firm or something well, like that. i mean and then sounds so, so, exciting so, so when i told her when i told her that they were, they were uh she was just like oh like you're not like ambitious i'm like what, what are you talking about and she said i'm not ambitious because i don't hashtag all my instagram posts for like engagement i'm like what <laughs> on earth are you talking about so yeah yeah so that was a that was a bad one. That was that, that was my most recent bad one. Anyway, seems uh, like you dodged some bullets. Yeah, I did. Wow, there you go. Um, my worst one. I mean, there's there's probably worse ones. The one's most hilarious was I was uh, in Argentina and I was in the city of Mendoza, which is on the west side, and I was staying in a hostel. And it's like, oh no, you know, why don't you try to hook up with someone at a hostel? You know what I mean? Just or at least like have like go out for dinner or something like that. Like you don't like nobody knows anybody there, right? So I was sitting in the hospital and there was this like Chinese girl from Australia who was a doctor. I think she's a girl, but she was like 32 or something like that. I mean, whatever. But anyway, um, so we're like, we're talking, we're hitting it off. And we're like, yeah, let's go to dinner. She's like, yeah, let's, let's do it. But then we were, we kept talking and then some like other travelers came down. They were like, oh, do you want some of these? Like, you know, we have a bunch of this extra stuff and we're just kind of to give it away because we're about to leave and go to some other place. And so they left her some packs of instant uh, no. mashed potatoes no and she's like you know what i actually love mashed potatoes and i was like oh great we're in argentina all they eat is fucking potatoes and meat and then they're like she's like no 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 like let's make these instant packs of mashed potatoes and i was like okay so then she makes the packs of mashed potatoes but the the it's like powder and you add water no. you're supposed to add milk and butter and stuff like that and like salt and whatever but like it wasn't hostile so there wasn't that many ingredients so she made the thing but the thing is it also makes so much so it's like an entire pot full of mashed potatoes and then she just sat there and literally she really loves to eat mashed potatoes because she ate the whole pot and we, we talked and I had like one bowl and I was like, this is disgusting. I'm not, this is powder with water. And then at the end of it, I was like, yeah, you know, this is cool. I'm, uh, I'm just going to go hang out and, uh, 
chill. And I was like, yeah, because she literally ate the whole pot of pa- like inst- like mashed potatoes. And I was like, this is this is not great. And then you know, we 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 chilled the next day, but it was like, yeah, that was not a great day. Watching someone eat a whole pot of mashed potatoes. In Damn. Argen- in Argentina, yeah. You don't go to Argentina for the instant mashed potatoes. Surprisingly, you don't. No. Damn. Yeah, the asado was pretty good. Shout out Asad. <laughs> what about you, Sash? Um, man, uh, I don't know. Here's a random one. I had someone who wouldn't stop smelling me once. Okay. And I was like, oh, do I smell bad? And she's mm. like, no. And I was like, why do you keep smelling me then? And she's like, I'm not. And I was like, okay, sure. And then like a few minutes goes by. And then I noticed she's like getting closer again. And I was like, no, like you're, you're definitely smelling me. She turned to me and she was like, okay, don't be weirded out. But... I just love like the musk of South Asian men. Okay, Jesus Christ! No, that, so, that's so a she, that's a real thing. She basically oh. called you Curry Boy. Shout out, uh, wow! Parts, or Master and the whole that. time I was paranoid. I was like, oh, do I smell bad? She's like, no, no you smell amazing. I was like, why is she being so weird? Because like everything else was actually very Yo. good and normal. Oh my god, that's crazy. Um, the, the and then she went on a long rant about how she's someone who's turned on by pheromones. And she was just like, nope. yeah. She was like, Mm-mm. my last five boyfriends have all been Indian. Anyway, mm-hmm. it was, that was the end nope. of that. <laughs> oh, no. That was the end of that. Fuck that. Okay, that's bad. Wow, that takes a kick. Um, so, Mike. <laughs> no, I think your mashed potato story. Yeah, yeah. Mashed much, potatoes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mashed man. potatoes is still worse, bro. Because you ate girls. those. So. Yeah. Someone called me unambitious. I guess fine. Mashed potatoes, Jesus, man. Yo, bro, I'm not even kidding. It was like two liters of mashed potatoes. I'm, I'm not lying. Yeah, like it, two full fucking oh, liters. Revolted even hearing the story. So we got we had two John questions. Revolta. We had two questions about <laughs> Will. <John Revolta. laughs> we got two questions about Will's hi- Will's highlight highlight tape oh, from the tournament. So let's combine them. Hayden asks, "Is Norm the next Will Lou?" Uh, and then I hope not. Young Tyler asks, "Have you seen Will's Raptors Republic mixtape? And which projected pick do you think he'll go in the 2020 draft?" Uh, Are you a lottery pick? My NBA comp is Chuck Hayes. Where was Chuck, <laughs> where, where was Chuck Hayes picked? Chuck Hayes, yeah, I gotta look that up. But Chuck Hayes has a Chinese uh, shoe company deal because he played on the same team as uh, Yao Ming. That's my favorite. Well, thing. you like dribble aggressively with your head down. Yeah, Chuck Hayes, baby. I'm like somewhere between Chuck Hayes and Tyler Hansborough. Bro, you're Harry Maguire. Tyler um, Hansborough had like a monster college career, though. So we, I don't know. Chuck Hayes was undrafted. Oh, that's not surprising, I guess. Never forget when Dwayne Casey. Uh, never mind. I'm just gonna get oh, triggered. God. <sighs> anyway, yeah, no, the, the tournament was. Uh, was a smashing success. We were four and two. Wins, wins matter, not the numbers. Count the rings. Yeah. Uh, Sarah asked a few more questions. Um, <laughs> will you watch Love Island? Only the Indian version. Um, did you like Johnny, which is the name of her cat? Yeah, uh, John, Johnny's cool. Yeah, I've seen it on the timeline. Yeah. Seen it on the timeline. She's Good fine. Cats. She's fine. Uh, Indu asks Norm Powell Gunning for sixth man of the year. At this rate, yeah. Yeah, why not? Don't give it to like also like the whole idea of like Lou Williams playing like eighty five fucking millions a game and qualifying as six man. Come on, I mean, Lou Williams is an elite six man. Hey, though. technically he comes off the bench, but he but he's like starts like he comes in the game like after like two minutes. Those are the parameters. Like if I mean, the parameters you know, were different, sure. But it's a way to game the system. It's not who's the best player that plays under thirty minutes yeah, a game. No one on the bench, but like you know, like Manu won this award. He was you know he played like thirty something minutes there's a night. There's a clear like demarcation between Miles Ginobili and Lou Williams though I think how in they're in the, the exact impact. same role they're in the exact same role though you guys you guys are hearing yourselves right you guys like, can bring Miles Ginobili you Sasha I'm surprised we're talking about their roles the their roles, roles were the same sixth man comes off plays like 
yeah. plays like the third or fourth highest minutes on the team, runs the offense. No, I'm not trying better to say than the actual. I'm not trying player. to say that Lou Williams by any means is a bad player. I just think that the way the award is being given to someone who's like almost like almost gaming the system in a sense to win it. I don't know. Yeah. But that might be a cynical. Shout out to that's... Lou Williams naming his his uh, six his, his daughter six. Did he actually? Yeah, S Y X, almost like sticks. Shout out sticks edits. Yeah, shout out sticks. Man, those edits have been great. S-T-I-X, man. Shout out shout sticks and Jerome, man. Those guys are doing great work. Yeah, shout out. We Jerome. have a another question from okay. Mal who asks, "What is your favorite all women's Raptors podcast?" Dishes and dimes. Congratulations, guys, on the launch of your podcast. It's gonna be awesome. I'm really excited. No, seriously, I'm really excited for like all of them. It's a really talented roster that they've got. Mm-hmm. You know, the Raptors women are like super funny and bring a lot of insight and commentary. Yep. Like, I can't wait to see what what they bring. I mean, it's a really talented roster. Well, the first episode is already out, so you could make sure you go listen told, to them on Spotify I, and on SoundCloud. I, t- I told Mal that they're like the Wu Tang Clan of podcasts because they've got like a roster, and you know, some of them do like some episodes together, some don't. Oh. So. No, I mean, in a good way. I like the Wu-Tang Clan. So, no, uh, I... So, congratulations on the launch. We can't wait to see what you guys uh, put together. Seriously. Follow them. Uh, Next question is from Devang. Uh, This is actually our last question. What is the perfect movie length time? Uh, That's a very good question. Two hours. I was going to say two hours, yeah. And here's here's why. Two hours, two minutes. What? What are you you just trying to, like, one-up? No, no, no. Two hours, two minutes? Why, Why two hours and two minutes, then? I, I just don't like it if it ends on exactly two hours. It's kind of weird. Right. Two it's hours, almost two like, minutes. were they trying to do this? But it's just, an, like, okay, I'm looking from, like, a way to, like, allocate your time. Like, like if you watch a movie and it's an hour and a half, great. But it also almost feels like it went by too quickly. Hmm. Two hours, like, look, I watched a movie. Great. Took up two hours of my day. Awesome. It's a clean round number. Mm-hmm. And then you keep it moving. And you don't feel like you've watched too much. Your attention span been held. There probably is, like, a, you know, the story arc is probably carried out really well. Yeah. So I'm saying two hours. How long was the Casperi Cabin in sex tape? Um, depending on depending on which depending on which cut you watch, I Holy guess. Shit. That's my answer. Jesus. Christ. So like seventeen seconds. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Best short oh, film man's I suppose. Fucking to a vine right here. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. This man's fucking a TikTok. Oh, uh, dude, dude. Come oh on. shit. It was filmed on Snapchat. They have filters on. Mm. Anyway, that does it for this week's episode. Um, Will Arun, thank you so much for joining us. Arun is at Arun Things on Twitter. Will is at William underscore Lou. I am at Sasha Kalra, and we are at No Cat Pod. Follow us, and uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, yeah, we're back, baby. Walking the dance, chicks when I glance, hand on my hip, shank for the dip. If I shout away, the man the best skip. Better tie up your laces tight and don't trip. Chip gets splashed, couldn't care less about my man's gang. We're not fam, we're not friends or bridges. You'll get tanned and bins, got them blam. Six nine.